This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, here's the thing. Dicks don't always work the way we want them to. That may be because we're nervous or in our heads or, you, you know, you're not a teenager anymore and the sight of half a nipple doesn't make you immediately jizz your pants the way it used to. That's not a bad thing. And it's okay to seek a little enhancement. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. Now, does it work? Do you think you might need it? Are you nervous about how it might feel? Totally fair. I say consult with a medical professional, try it in moderation or on occasion for a little while, and see if it's something you might just want to have around on occasion. I think you're going to love it. And it might be the case that even just having it on hand gives you that extra little boost of confidence you need. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Bluetooth tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code GOP at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code GOP to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Welcome to Girls on Porn. I'm Laura. And I'm Rachel. And we love porn. This is our porn review podcast. We talk about what we love and roast what we hate. Helping you find hot, ethical, just plain better porn for your spank bank. And we're looking at everything. (laughs) We truly are looking at everything. This is a search term I never thought that I would we would ever come across. But here we are. We're talking about I truly about- didn't know it was a could be a search term. Um which is exciting and it's not going to be what you think, dear <laughs> listeners. Because today's topic is fairy tales. That's right. Today we are joined by Laura Lane and Ellen Hahn. Laura Lane and Ellen Hahn are the authors of the upcoming book Cinderella and the Glass Ceiling and Other Feminist Fairy Tales, which is based on their sketch show Femme Fairy Tales. Laura is a comedy writer and journalist who has written for The New Yorker, and she's also the co-author of the book This Is Why You're Single. Ellen is a comedy writer and actress whose credits include How to Get Away with Murder. Welcome, ladies. Thanks for having us on the show. Yeah, we're excited to be here. And thank you so much for coming on. So talk to us a little bit about fairy tales and how it came about to do the sketch show and also the book. Well, we both grew up putting on lots of plays for our siblings and our poor parents who <laughs> had to watch lots of stage shows. So so we loved fairy tales as children. And then, I don't know, I grew up and I just kept thinking about fairy tales and realizing, as many people have, that they're extremely problematic and patriarchal and written by a bunch of old white dudes. Right. So we met in a sketch class and I started bringing in a bunch of fairy tales that I had rewritten. And Ellen came up to me after class one day and said, these are great. You mentioned you want to do a sketch show, which I was like, not sure if I was going to do on my own. She's like, I will help you do it. Let's do it. And let's write some more of these. And the rest is history. We put on a show that ran for a year at the Upright Citizens Brigade. Um, We just brought it out to the Chicago Sketch Festival. And then we got a book deal to turn it into a book that comes out March 10th. And you can pre-order it now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll tell you about it. Uh, What's, I don't know. Um, Yeah. This is a porn podcast. So maybe tell them about (laughs) our, our, the vaginas, the vagina story. Yeah. So each chapter in the book is is a uh, humorous and feminist retelling of a fairy tale that you know and love. So, for example, the Little Mermaid chapter in our book, um, what happens in that one is that Ursula, the sea witch, has to give the Little Mermaid a sex talk because, along with legs, you do also get a vagina. (laughs) And that's a fact that's just glossed over in the fairy tale. (laughs) Could you imagine? Just like you're used to having like half of a fish. And then one day you're also given this thing that has mm, 8,000 nerve endings. Uh And you're like, what do I do? Yeah, we we had a different ending to our... Oh, no, I think... I'm like, how did we end, end up ending our chapter? I think we end oh, yeah. it where, where she finds her clitoris and realizes that she doesn't need the prince after all. Yeah. And she's like, you know what? Like, 
the only you know the only thing that's worth leaving your friends and family for is a clitoris. Yeah, it's true. So, <laughs> getting an orgasm. She ends up being very happy. Um, yeah, we we taught we we rewrite Thumbelina to be anti slut shaming, anti sex shaming because a lot of people don't remember. They remember that Thumbelina is a very small thumb sized teenager Mm -hmm. but they don't really remember what actually happens in the story and if you go back and read it it is horrifying it's basically just a bunch of people kidnapping her and trying to marry her off to like a toad a mole she finally finds like the fairy prince so we retell this where she's like i don't want to marry anyone i'm fine just dating around and being a single thumb-sized woman i'm out on the prowl i'm empowered this is great stop single shaming me stop slut shaming me i don't want to be married to a mole a toad or even a fairy that's my size yeah. everyone leave me alone like she's like did anyone even ask me what i like yeah no <laughs> no you're all trying to kidnap me yeah. and like marry me off to people stop i love it yeah. i completely forgot that there was marriage involved in thumbelina at oh, all oh yeah it's all about i couldn't marriage. tell you what happened i was just like a, a tiny person wanders the woods like that's what i thought the plot was i forgot about thumbelina in general <laughs> a bunch of toads a bunch of toads steal her and try to like marry her off to their friend and she has to literally escape oh my god and, yeah. and then someone tries to marry and then a mouse tries to marry her to a mole it's very scary and creepy. The mouse is a pimp. Yeah, exactly. And, and even in the original version of the fairy tale, the mole is like not a good catch. The yeah. mouse is like, look, he's just he's really rich. Okay. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like the worst sales pitch of all time. Is the mole still single? Because yeah. I'm interested. He has a velvet jacket. A fact that Ellen. I was like, this must go in the book. This has to stay in the book. I was like, do we need... Nobody actually remembers that in the original he wore a velvet jacket. She's like, I don't care. Yeah. We're keeping the fact that the mole has a fancy velvet jacket. I'm like, yeah. okay. He's got money. <laughs> this is vaguely ringing bells. What's the... Is it fairy tale theater with like Shelley Long that inter- did they do Thumbelina or am I just conflating different fairy tales? They're- I'm vaguely like you said the velvet jacket and that somehow like <laughs> struck my memory. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that one, but there is a Disney movie version of Thumbelina that I think was like a straight to D- a straight oh. to VHS. It could or be DVD that. I definitely remember bad. some animated mm, version, yeah. but. Yeah. But we retell a lot. We tell we retell twelve different fairy tales. We also do Beauty and the Beast. We do Rapunzel. Sleeping Beauty is another one about mm-hmm. sex where Cons- the prince consent. learns you can't kiss someone that is sleeping. Yeah, it's a lot of pretty. a lot of fairy tales have this issue with consent. Snow White, it's which true. is relevant to today's podcast. <laughs> it is. Also, someone <laughs> kissing her while she's while she's totally asleep. Yeah. Not cool. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not supposed to. Be no, 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 I'm just kidding. Um, I just wanted to look this up really quickly because you mentioned Sleeping Beauty, and that's actually like a sexual, um, like fetish. Oh, is like people who like to be, uh, like I like to have sex while they pretend to be asleep. Oh, somnophilia. That's what Ooh, it is. Okay. Somnophilia, also known as sleeping princess syndrome, is uh, it's the condition um, of paraphilia in which an individual becomes sexually aroused by someone who is unconscious. I think that was one of my boyfriends. No. <laughs> his name Tell was, me more. His name was Aaron. I won't say his last name. I don't even know what he's doing now, but yeah. I dated him in college, and he would uh, very often, like, he he would wake me up, but I would be asleep, and he would yeah. wake me up to have sex. And I, like, clearly he was looking at me asleep, right? And like something was turning him on about yeah. me being appearing yeah. asleep, un- unconscious, and asleep. Yeah. And so he would wake. I mean, he woke me up. It wasn't like yeah. I like came to thank God, but like right. he would wake me up to have sex. And I'd be like, I was totally asleep. Like, like you can't yeah. do that. What stirred in you that made you be like, this is the moment? I mean, now, eight hours, man. I'm glad that now I have like a diagnosis for yeah. him. Somnophilia is what that's called um but anyways back to porn i gotta know are you guys porn watchers yes i am a sex positive young woman i like to watch porn although i can't watch it with i'm married yeah i i have a husband and i've tried to ask him what kind of porn he's into thinking Mm -hmm. like maybe that's something that like we could watch together love it i don't know just switch things up we've been together a while will not watch it with me will not tell me what he watches (gasps) wow like very much considers it like a privacy thing like 
that is something that I do that's very separate from you. I don't like do it all the time. He said, like, as if I'm, and I'm not like shaming him for right. it, but does not like to talk about it with me, won't tell me what he watches. He's like, I don't, this is something so different from you and our sexual life. Like, he's very much into just like romantic sex, oh. no, not like anything, even no porn, no nothing. Yeah. So I don't know that what he watches. That just makes me think. That just makes me think there's something suspicious behind that door. That's what I thought. Like, <laughs> I know. I've tried to look at his history. Yeah. Trust me. But the thing like, is clean. He keeps it on At the lock. very least, it's to scrubbed. just be like, I watch this. I don't want to watch it with I you. That doesn't sound fun to me. But like... Yeah. The Ellen, lack of transparency is fascinating. That's what I'm saying. He says that there's no, when I have, it's like nothing weird. I shouldn't be talking about his porn history. This is yeah, about me. That's right. But Ellen, you know Nick, and I, I really feel like he's not lying. No, I don't think he is either. And I, uh, Nick is from the Midwest. I am also from the Midwest. I understand this deep sense of privacy and shame. So. <laughs> okay, mm. okay, explain. Explain the psychology. So what's your deal with porn? It's probably the same as Nick's. Yeah, I find porn to be, I don't watch that much. Mm-hmm. I have watched porn a little bit, but I think that like, at least for me, it's so different than like the sex act itself that I'm just oh, yeah. not uh, really turned on by it at all. Or like, mm. I, I think this is also why I do comedy. I just find the way that everyone looks when they're having sex to be insane and <laughs> not attractive in any way, yeah. shape or form. And like all of these people that are uh, that are like it, like the actors in porn are very attractive. Like, yeah. I understand that. But mm-hmm. we all look crazy when oh, we're yeah. doing it. Oh, for sure. Would you ever do a sex scene <laughs> acting? Yeah, and I have before. You have? Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. But, yeah, I guess I, I don't, don't know why that surprised me. I haven't investigated as the nuance to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, like, what that's about. Yeah. Interesting. Were you nervous yeah. before you had to do it? Well, it was in a play. I didn't know this about you. You're, like, one of my best friends. How did I not know this? It was a – I think it was before we met. It was in a play. Oh. Um, I guess I was maybe comforted by the fact that it was not going to, like, live forever. That it right. was just, like, <laughs> there are 100 people in this theater. But it was, like, <laughs> like live in front of people. That seems, like, even – more terrifying if I was doing that yeah. than doing it on film. Like, I had to kiss someone on, in a short film once, and I, like, almost had a panic attack the whole day before I had <laughs> really? to kiss someone. Aww. Yes, because I, like, it was, like, the first time I'd kissed someone since since Nick yeah. in, like, a long time. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I can't imagine do a sex scene, doing a sex scene. I've definitely had sex, like, and filmed it yeah. for my own personal pleasure. And I'm like, yeah, sometimes it looks crazy, but most of the time I'm like, this is great. <laughs> uh, I'm into this. <laughs> Have you guys ever searched for fairy tales or ever like thought like fairy tales were like sexy or horny or like you were like interested in in that aspect of it? Well, I think okay, so yes and no to that question. Okay. Like very much princes and Aladdins were like well, just Aladdin, but mm-hmm. princes <laughs> and like the characters in a lot of those Disney movies were like I'm sure the start of like some sexual feelings oh, for me. Absolutely, yeah, of course. And then now, when I look back on a lot of those movies, especially the ones that came out when I was a kid in like the 90s, I'm like horrified by the way they present sex yeah. because it's just so misogynistic and paternalistic, and it really creeps me out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yes and no mm-hmm. is the answer to that. It's funny that you say it was the start of, like, your sexual awakening, maybe. Because still, even as an adult, there's this artist who draws realistic portraits of what the Disney princes yes. and princesses would look like I if know, they were like, real gosh. people. <laughs> and I still, to this day, sometimes, I'm just be like thinking about something, and then I'll just Google because I want to look at... I'm really into the prince in Beauty and the Beast. I just think he's so hot. <laughs> and I sometimes just like want to Google and stare at him. Yeah, I need to know. He kind of looks like your husband. He yeah. kind of looks like him. Okay, thank you. I didn't want to like brag and say that, but now that you said it, this is great. He does. Nick looks just like him, like the long hair, the big yeah. lips. Yeah. Um, I I know a lot about porn because mostly from my podcast, This Is Why You're Single, we've done a lot of stories about different porn trends. Mm. So I I know that there's, you know, there'll be a big trend in like certain cartoon porn and anime porn and all these things that I'm not cool enough to really know about. Right. But fairy tale <laughs> porn is kind of one of them. So then uh, my friend and I, who I host the podcast with, we would like, we'd be like, well, you know, we want to do good research so let's watch them yeah, yeah. We, we would like watch them together sometimes yeah. for sure i mean me and laura have absolutely watched things together yeah um now i like to get super psychological about stuff that's my approach to all <laughs> research particularly as it pertains to this podcast and i went down a deep like freudian slash like Bettelheim rabbit hole of uh-huh. what <laughs> different fairy tales mean about like latent or repressed sexuality potentially. Do you ever like think about fairy tales 
fairy tales, like classic fairy tales as sexual, or did that ever come up in the process of rewriting them where you're like, oh, interesting, like the patriarchal version really tells us that like women are commodities and their vaginas are X, Y, Z. Like, did you think about that in the process of sort of translating them to be feminists? Yes, a lot. And I also, in the in our research process of writing the book, I read a lot of the like Brothers Grimm and the Charles Perrault like original fairy tales. Or the Hans Christian mm-hmm. Andersen. We went back yeah. and read all the originals. Yeah. We did. And we read different versions of the originals because sometimes there's different versions yeah. of, of the same fairy tale. Right. Of course. I was doing some research about um, the Brothers Grimm and uh, and how they had like seven editions. Yes. And yeah. like the first couple were like super dark mm-hmm. and like pretty sexual. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I found that I was like, and then they like, you know, obviously sanitized it to make it more appeal- like appealing Because I don't think children. they weren't always written for children. They, no, were, they, they were. were written for adults. They were stories that were passed along and told in salons. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so they, they became children's tales much later on right. and like in a large part to Disney yeah. from what I understand. And also yeah. it, specifically in the Victorian era I was reading that about how that was really when like the first time like childhood came about mm-hmm. before it was like you were treated as a child as like a miniature adult and like you had to work as soon as you were able to and then in like the Victorian era they were like actually no like that's not okay like little kids are working in factories like everyone deserves a childhood and that's when like the Brothers Grimm started making the, like you know books and games and all this market for like children came about and brothers Grimm started making books specifically geared towards children's fairy tales yeah well th- they didn't specifically but their publications were then like watered down because yeah, by the like time like victorian era came around they were just like republishing yeah i even found an excerpt that was like uh it's in my research somewhere and now here i am just scrolling through a giant <laughs> a lot of them were very scary and very creepy and they still are even the ones that that you read to children i mean yeah. think about hansel and gretel it's about throwing children into an oven the original cinderella the stepsisters cut off their toes and their heel to try to fit into the glass slipper yeah and the mm-hmm. original goldilocks she gets thrown out the window and like breaks her neck and in one version she dies so <laughs> yes yeah so insane. she jumps out the window th- or thrown out the window i don't know yeah um uh the little mermaid she commits suicide and becomes seafoam <gasps> so these yeah. are not children's tales yeah. they're very scary and yeah. quite horrifying yeah and the horny. other thing I learned <laughs> yeah. in my research process that I have to confess is I didn't realize the Grimm brothers weren't authors. Right. Like, I, I thought that they actually did, like, write these things, like, obviously borrowing from folklore a bit. But, like, they – so – but Wilhelm and Jacob never actually wrote any of the tales included in their volumes. They merely compiled them, relying on friends and relatives to supply them with stories that had been circulating throughout Central Europe for centuries – This is a fun detail. A number of tales in their collection were contributed by Dorothea Wilde, Wilhelm's mother-in-law, and others came from Jeanette and Amelie Hassenflug, two sisters (laughs) who later married into the Grimm family. So, like, not only were they not, like, original in any sense, like, they didn't even put down a lot of what went into those collections. And they also included French and Italian stories as well as German. And they were like, these are the German fairy tales, which is why, like, Perrault and Grimm have, like, different versions of, like, Little Red Riding Hood or, like, Kindermaid and, (laughs) uh, like, Little Mermaid that we were talking about, that they vary because there's different national folklore associated with each of these different, like, ancient, essentially, stories. Yeah. Nuts. Do you guys want to hear some facts? Yes. Okay. Of course. So, millennial, uh, I couldn't really find anything specifically about fairy tale as a search term, but I have, like, some things with, like, cosplay and, like, popular costumes that were searched for on Halloween. So, like, um, for instance, millennials are 214% more into cosplay, um, which, you know, can be fairy tale esque (laughs) every (laughs) once in a while. So, we could dress up as a princess, right? Um, Snow White was a popular costume search for Halloween in 2017. Huh. I don't know what came out that yeah. year. Uh, that people was, oh, well, no, I guess Maleficent is is Sleeping, Sleeping Beauty. Beauty yeah. So that is interesting. Oh, but then there was the the henchman or what was the one with that? Hemsworth? Oh, the Huntsman? The Huntsman. I wonder oh. if that's what it was. Kristen Stewart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who I don't, doesn't really do much for me, but, you know, maybe someone else. Uh, we see spikes for costumed porn around Halloween and specifically the words costume go up almost 200%. Huh. Um, and for t- 2019, Princess was the eighth most popular costume slash, c- slash character searched for. 
Everyone wants to be a princess. That's true. Or, or fuck a princess. <laughs> yeah, or be in one, right? <laughs> Should we do the showdown? Yeah, I'm ready if y'all are. Let's do it. Um, sort of building on what Rachel was touching on is that this is an interesting quote-unquote search term for us to talk about because it's it's not quite all the way a search term. Like, I think it leads into a lot of, like, fascination for a lot of people, but it's hard to find on the aggregates because it's not so much, like commonly searched for by word i even looked up like frozen's elsa i like was just trying to find like weird shit just to see like the scope of what fairy tale looked like so i grabbed obviously the weirdest titles they're like a little bit all over the map in terms of whether or not they're fairy tales and we can all be the judge great uh okay we're gonna start with softcore equestrian lesbians foreplay and make out in first time sex <laughs> Equestrian. That's got some fairy tale vibes, yeah, right? You gotta have a horse. Like, What's the fairy, fairy tale? Because <laughs> it's just just some equestrian lesbians. But listen, like I could easily turn that into a fairy tale right. if I needed to. Yep, it's not a fairy tale without lots of horses. It's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frozen's Elsa likes her ass, pussy, and mouth filled at the same time. <laughs> yes, she does. Wow. She sure does. Wow. <laughs> Let News it go. to me. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't pick up on that in Frozen? <laughs> you know, if no, you're going to do I something just with Elsa. I saw the first time recently on a plane, and I didn't catch that scene, but no. I was they on a plane. They cut that because you were on a plane. Watching. They yeah. clearly don't know. At the time. <laughs> they don't know her character well enough, because if they were going to do, like, an Elsa porn, it's just got to be, like, a solo, yeah. amazing, like, solo, empowered kind of porn because like she is super sexual she puts on that sexy dress when oh she God. gets to her ice castle by herself <laughs> mm-hmm. and but she's looking hot for no one she's looking hot for herself it's true she literally yeah. can't have people touch her that's yeah. the plot point she can't yeah. have people to exactly if someone touches her they will die they will freeze to death so she wants to look hot and sexy for herself in her ice castle just so just like have a hot Elsa in her ice castle doing like her own sexual stuff to herself because that's what she wants. Yeah, with a drawer full of like ice dildos. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, like, I agree. that's what I'm looking for. I think for. it would be a lovely like crystal female solo like oh, camera yeah. vibe. Yes, 100%. <laughs> that's what I would think for Frozen's Elsa. You know. Okay, next we have. Uh, Sexy mom reads fairy tales and then fucks stepson because oh, oh I don't like fairy that. tales. Let's get some incest in <laughs> don't there. Don't like that at all. No, no, no. <laughs> Always. Now that I mean, honestly, that sounds like an original Brothers Grimm fairy tale. Like that. <laughs> it does. That's it actually does. the Brothers Grimm. <laughs> yeah, it's actually actually the most faithful version of like the Grimm's original like retelling of what fairy tales at the time was just a lot of step stuff. Yeah, lots of incest. Yeah. And they, she'd have to murder him after because yeah, all <laughs> yes. step parents want to murder their stepchildren yeah. if you're sticking mm-hmm. to the original fairy tales it's true what's up with that i don't know mm-hmm. <sighs> creates a bad you know uh it's like a bad stereotype for step yeah. for parents like i could potentially be a stepmom and like i want to be loving exactly but not in a weird you don't way. want your stepchildren to be worried you're gonna murder them or fuck them exactly <laughs> <laughs> All right next up we have little devil goth girl seduces you Oh, okay. All right. I don't know if we consider this fairy tale. I mean, a lot of the witches... But I put it in there because it came up Like when I searched fairy tales. It was like, listen, we don't have fairy tales, but we have this goth girl, and you can just use your imagination. (laughs) A lot of the evil witches gave off goth vibes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So Uh I can buy it. Yeah. I can get into it. Yeah, I see the leap for sure. (laughs) Uh, Fairy comes and gets face fucked. Oh, sure. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Good, clean, fun. <laughs> Fairies are fairy tale. No, yep. no argues. Yeah, uh-huh, there. Uh-huh. Yep, that tracks. That tracks. And then last one, young fairy revived toy panda and suck. <laughs> okay. okay. Toy panda. Yeah, I'm not sure the logic. That seems but like we've they got didn't a come up fairy with that title. Revived they... yeah. toy seems panda like... and, and suck. So just the elements are there. The journey I'm confused about. Yeah. Wh- that came from a whole channel. <laughs> called panda fuck oh so, wow okay interesting it's almost like they were typing in the title story. they were trying to type in the title to upload it and they actually press like pa- like paste yes yes <laughs> like toy panda just from their previous search for maybe their child i don't know somehow got shoved into the title exactly <laughs> oh we may never know well, shall no. we take a quick break before we get into these videos yeah let's take a break 
Hey folks, it's time to thank our lovely sponsors. I know, I know, ads on a podcast. How dare we? What are we living under capitalism? Listen, sponsorship helps make the show possible. And full disclosure, this show is a far cry from a cash grab. It's hard to find advertisers that aren't scared of porn. So if you do hear us talk about something you might like, or that genuinely might be of use to you, definitely snag that discount code because it keeps those sponsors working with us. And that makes it possible for us to compensate ourselves for all the time and love we pour into this show. Worth mentioning that we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash girls on porn, if you want another way to express your support. Great news for anyone who is looking to find a little extra free time and who, like me, might be feeling wildly overwhelmed by life right now. Would it be nice to skip the meal planning, grocery shopping, chopping, prepping, and cleaning up and get factors Fresh, never-frozen meals delivered to your door. They're ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved for nutritional value. Plus, Factor has their Protein Plus and Keto options for anyone who wants those kinds of diet-specific options. And if you're like me, you probably think about the environmental implications of having food delivered. With Factor, you can rest assured that you're making a more sustainable choice. Factor offsets 100% of their delivery emissions and uses 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices. In addition to ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep you energized during chaotic times. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Hold on, get ready for it. We've got that big fat discount coming for you. Head to factormeals.com slash GOP50 and use code GOP50 to get 50% off. That's code GOP50 at factormeals.com slash GOP50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back, coming in hot with a hot review of a uh, German question mark. What do we think that Italian. was? Italian. Oh, it's Italian. So I I dug for this one because so it's called it's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. The link we found just called it Snow White, and I searched high and low for what this was. This is clearly a vintage porn. I think yes. we're in the late seventies or early eighties, based just on the hair. Mm. And I found something from Luca Damiano Productions that credits it as Italian, which is f- confusing because it sounds like they're speaking German, but it could be a dubbed version oh. Oh. Oh, I see. of the Italian vintage porn. And I could not, I looked for the original online to try yeah. and say, well, let's try for the Italian version and, <laughs> and couldn't find it. So we just landed with this janky thing. Yeah. German feels right, though, because it is originally a German uh, folktale. So. Um, it, well, it, yes. It's we, originally called Schneewittchen, is is how you say Snow White in German. Schneewittchen? Um, yeah, that's probably incorrect, but I thought that I'd throw <laughs> it out there anyways. Um, Best guess at yes. pronunciation. So, wow, lots to talk about here. Yeah, there's a lot going on in this. I mean, we open on the Evil Queen, which we're not sure if it's dubbed or if she's actually speaking to us in this language, but in a very <laughs> high-pitched truly hilarious voice uh, in German. And then we cut to Snow White sweeping away with her little twig broom. With no pants on. <laughs> with no pants on. She's not, not only is she not wearing pants, she is, but she is wearing a slingback gold high heel shoe. I made the note, <laughs> why is she cleaning in heels? Yeah. <laughs> why is she wearing those heels? She, she put the trouble of like putting on the heels and the dress, but she couldn't put on panties? She no. forgot. <laughs> The la- she's doing laundry, guys. Yeah, she's doing laundry. <laughs> it's laundry. If you're gonna do laundry, she's like, might as well clean my 
my panties. Right. And then she gets a tingle. Yeah. I was unclear as to what was uh, spurring her to start touching herself. And I thought perhaps if I spoke the language, I would maybe maybe have understood. Mm -hmm. Well, she's just singing maybe two lines and Mm -hmm. then says, la, 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 let's (laughs) masturbate. Which I often do, too. Yes. (laughs) If I'm being She was holding a broom. Maybe that had something to do with it. And then I couldn't really tell if then she started to fantasize about the evil queen. Yeah, or if what that was, was the connection actual... between them? Because I was like, did the queen cast a spell that suddenly Snow White was like, holy crap, my clit's on fire. Because <laughs> she just yeah. was like out of the blue, like aroused and started touching herself. And then sort of like it was the first time she was like, ah, oh, like yeah. you get close up on her face, reacting, reacting to what it's like for her to like discover her own vagina. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then we cut back to the queen and back and forth a bunch, almost as if Snow White is masturbating to the sex acts that then follow with the evil queen. Right. Which we'll get into because holy shit. <laughs> that was bonkers but yeah I couldn't tell what was happening but in my head she was fantasizing like she was just like what if the evil queen <laughs> is just like having a gangbang right now what if the evil stepmother that wants to kill me is like <laughs> yeah. really enjoying herself right now yeah. <laughs> that would turn me on yeah and then Good she thinks her. about it she's like maybe she has like two female attendants and then maybe she has four un- unknown men just to show up and yeah, to pleasure sequence- her of events here is basically like so masturbating with Snow White and then back to these this like evolving group sex scene with <laughs> yeah. the queen with uh-huh. no real logic that I can track certainly yeah. not without dialogue granted there's not much anyway yeah and it's first it's these two like let's call them lesbian minions although they're clearly not real lesbians like they just have like slicked back hair but they don't know what to do with a clit. Oh, well, they don't even go near it. They just lick yeah. her pubic hair. Just <laughs> yeah, they lick her they pubic like, hair. They were like an inch away. And then away. they take turns, yeah. like, licking the nape of her hip bones. Like, yeah. They're, so they're sort of, like, wedging their faces into the shot, and they're just, like, sort of each getting into that, like, little pocket. Like, yeah. Well above the actual pleasure center of anyone's vulva. Right. Maybe if we knew the language, she was actually like, I need I only moisturize my skin with the saliva of my female attendants. With the tongues of women. Yeah. That yeah. would be more logical. Yeah. Yeah. Than actually like having sex because yes. I don't know what that was. <laughs> and then we cut back to Snow White briefly. And then we cut back to the queen, and there's like suddenly two men there, right? We start with like two random men. They're they would be her henchmen, but right. Instead of using them to murder people, yeah. she <laughs> commands sex. Yeah. Yes. Which, like, is this my fantasy? It might be. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Except for the first thing that happens, she then has to, like, suck all the random dicks off. Like, Oh, sure. sure yeah. Sure. It admittedly, I, like, blinked and came back and didn't even catch the shot where, like, we meet the two henchmen. Like, they're standing there. I just was like, wait, there's dicks in her face. Like, where yeah. do those dicks come from? Yeah. And then she's, like, doing the awkward thing of trying to suck off two dicks at once, which we all know is a fool's errand. Oh, I know. (laughs) Just bobbing for penises going back between the two, you know? She did look like she was, it was like a lollipop lick on both of them. Like, oop, 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 Very delicate licking. (laughs) Quick little licks. Yeah. (laughs) It's a wonder they're hard, but it is porn after all. I was thinking that the entire time. I'm like, how are they still hard? This is by far the world's worst blowjob. Yeah. It's so weird. (laughs) <laughs> and then we get into a full-blown gangbang. Yes. With some... We have double penetration. Suddenly, there's two other dicks there. Like, oh, again, yeah. I was like, wait, wait, wait. How many dicks? Like, yeah. I can't there's keep track four of men. Yeah. Well, the Order two female events. attendants... suddenly four men there. The yeah. two female attendants were like, at first, they were like fluffing them. Yes. <laughs> like, she yes. was like, okay, you guys go do that. Get them ready. And then once they're like, semi-hard, then I'm going <laughs> to lick each of their penises individually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> badly badly (laughs) yeah and then we evolve to like double penetration and then all the men come on the queen yes all of them right all over her face all over her face it's in her eyes yeah it's all over she doesn't seem mad about it though right well she could have them beheaded at any point but you know yeah there's fear there there's fear (laughs) but they don't seem to care they just they get it in her eyes, which doesn't feel good. That stings. You know, but here's my thing. Like, <laughs> the whole thing, her whole, like, 
objective is like she wants to be the fairest of the wall you know yeah so is that like it does the semen have like magical properties like is that what's happening and that's why they come on her face mm-hmm. yeah it's i skincare. had to find some sort of like backstory here because i was like what's actually happening i do think it's expensive skincare yeah, yeah. it's la mer yeah <laughs> <laughs> they've fully ejaculated la mer onto her face so that is the origin of la mer if you read on the, the if you dig on their website la mer actually it's just <laughs> it's been jizz all along yeah and that's why it's so expensive this is funny rachel because we actually did watch a vintage porn that had a similar plot line with ron jeremy where it was like oh why are you so arousing to me and it was because he, oh. he either had like somebody else's ejaculate or like a female ejaculate, they, yes. ejaculate like on his neck on his face and that, huh. like, yeah he had gone drove down women on wild and right. then he went on like a fuck spree because of this magical ejaculate so yeah. Your plot ideas here are not far-fetched to me. They feel Listen. like, you know, quite within the realm of what we see in, in this era of porn, frankly. Yeah. I still got to know, though, like, why Snow White was masturbating. Truly, and why was she masturbating no like that? <laughs> also. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, Rachel? <laughs> well, it just didn't really... I was just a little confused as to, like, the techniques that she was using mm-hmm. it's not really something that i do um yeah similar to the to the blowjobs we saw that were like akin to a very gentle you know yeah. owl in a tootsie pop ad <laughs> like <laughs> like no one's getting anywhere she was like oh my goodness like yeah. kind of giving us like one like little swirl around and uh-huh. then getting out of there and then just I like, was a like little we're quick gonna need a little in. bit more dedicated attention yeah yeah <laughs> I will say that I thought she had an excellent manicure. She did. She, I liked the color. And mm-hmm. um, I was really thrown by the evil, by the queen's uh, manicure because it looks very long and very pokey. Yes. And very mm. dangerous. This is a problem that I have with porn. If, yeah. you, I, if you're going to have, yeah, I'm like, I'm I'm fixated on people's nails, every woman's fingernails. Yeah, people don't talk about it. I've been told I need to take off my rings sometimes. Really? Oh. Yeah. Like that I can hurt, imagine. that can hurt yeah. the peen. Yeah. And also just, like, having long fingernails. Like, if you're going to be touching yourself while there's a dick or a phallus involved, you can get in the way. You can yeah. hurt someone, you know? You gotta worry yeah, that's about, like, fascinating. I once knew a, f- a friend of mine. She lost a fingernail, an acrylic fingernail, in, in another woman. Ouch. Oh, oh God. Ouch for everyone involved. I know. I know. But we're not talking about it. So, like, you know, it's like, how are we going to know? No, it's like playing guitar. You need to keep them short. You do. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely (laughs) build those calluses up (laughs) that too don't actually a callus a calloused hand does not sound cool on my clit right now no Uh, should we move on to the other one sure unless there's anything else about this uh porn we're forgetting to mention in the details i do like that poor Midwestern Ellen was like, "Let's talk about the manicures." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> truly, I uh, I've been I took notes and it, the evil queen's nails really stuck out to me. Yeah. It was like no one's having a good time with those. Yeah. Wait, what else is on your notes? I must know. Uh, no, we've talked about everything. Uh, it's what language is this? That, yes. Those are my other questions. Yeah, we've hit all the points. I, yeah. I feel conflicted about this because. I don't really like the sexualization of things that were made for children. Yeah. So that makes me feel kind of bad. But then I was like weirdly into it. And you told me to just watch the first 12 minutes. And I just kept watching. <laughs> you did? <laughs> it's well, like what an, else it's a full length movie. I didn't stop. <laughs> it's like an hour and a half. You watched the entire thing. I did. I really liked it. It get the, the dwarfs show up. Oh, they do? They I was do. curious about that. Is there a gangbang with they the just like First, they're just watching her masturbate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh okay. She's putting on a the show dwarfs? for them, and they're like, "She, they're like, this is great. Let's keep her. She can live here as long as she yeah. wants." <laughs> they're like, this yeah. is awesome. <laughs> the dwarves essentially have a non-sexual role, but they like cheer her on in her sexual discovery. From what oh. I watched of it, well, what nice supportive men, exactly. Yeah, what a yeah. plot twist. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I want to hate it, but I just kept watching. I, I like it. <laughs> I love it. It also might be worth mentioning that I tracked down some of the performers in this, I think, via oh, the great. porn database. Julia LaRoe is Snow White, although she's credited as Ludmila Antonova. That okay. confused me on the database. I didn't quite understand which or which, but I'm saying them. <laughs> um, also, Vicka or Vicky is our queen, oh. credited differently, but essentially like Vicky, but Italian. And then... Uh, 
Judith Fegg, Kimberly Savage, Julian St. Fox, Santino Lee, Shawn Michaels, and Franco Roccafort hmm. are all the other folks in that gangbang scene. Interesting. And I wow. know they're all listening right now and just really yeah. waiting for their credit. Yeah. <laughs> they, it's true. They are. For that film they did 30 years ago. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe Franco's listening. But yeah, Much that love, Laura Franco. Love. Way now, to keep your dick hard with yeah. little help. <laughs> now they're, in a, they're accountants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to I Put a Pagan Spell on You. This is from Erica Lust's Ex-Confessions, directed by Erica Lust, and featuring Girls on Porn Regulars, Owen Gray, and Vex Ashley. Did you know that this is one of the first videos that Owen did with Ex-Confessions? I didn't. Yeah, this is like one of his first fits with them. Amazing. How did you find that out? I have such a hard time, like, getting to the, like, origin story of each of these films. Um, it just was like, uh, when you search for Owen Gray, like on X Confessions, Erica Les says like, oh, he first joined us on, um, the, I put a pagan spell, I put on, a pagan you spell then, on you. Oh, cool. Yeah. And yeah. So I was like, oh, good to know. Now I am a big fan of his illustrious career, I have to say. Yeah. And um, may I say it's perfect, like entry level casting for Owen because he plays like, like, what is he? Like a wood nymph or like a demon or a spirit? Like, it's not entirely clear. <laughs> he definitely lives wood. in the woods. Yeah. Yes. I had some yes. questions about he what lives exactly naked he in the was. woods. Yeah. Um, again, this is a little bit of a stretch because it, it technically isn't a fairy tale, but it feels adjacent. Yeah. It felt of the genre. Yeah. Like, yeah. we've got some witchy shit. Mm-hmm. We've got some woods. We've got some, you know, different time period clothing. So <laughs> I was we like, We know yeah, the year is 1723, which is a, yeah. like around the time that these stories are being published. So exactly. it's, it harkens back to the era. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Brief summary. We open on Vex casting a spell. She's got various... Bones and Twigs. accoutrement for spell casting. <laughs> a ram's horn. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. She's wearing a corset and like a lovely white shift and uh-huh. her very hip fucking bangs, like very hip blunt bangs, uh, and like a sort of elvish witchy vibe. And she's like casting a spell to like ha- like to the sexual spirits to like right. call forth this. This sex act that then woodsman. proceeds to yeah. happen. This woodsman. The man of her desire, or the object of her desire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And then she goes out into the woods, and boom, there he is. Naked. Just naked, standing at the bottom of a hill. Yeah. <laughs> Looking Which confused. I was like, but I was like, I was into that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was into that, and what I didn't want was, like, the next shot, which was her, like, awkwardly, like, leading his gangly body, like, through the woods barefoot <laughs> onto, yeah. like, a blanket for them to fuck. Like, I was like, can we just skip that part? We didn't need that. Like, we could have just saw him naked staring up at her and then boom, into the action. Yeah. Also, also it's a spell. Couldn't she just do the spell of him being on the blanket? Like, part yeah. of the yeah. spell is he knows where to go. Yeah. <laughs> and he's there. Yeah. Yeah, the weird, like... Part child elvish vibe of her like taking his hand and walking him up the hills I was like they managed to make Owen Gray look much like ses- le- yeah. less sexy than usual it's true by just like shooting him from above and making him look like miniature yeah. and then just her being like okay let me hold your hand tiny man like yeah. it just took me out of it a little yeah uh they also missed an opportunity with the corset like it should be bodice ripping. Like, it should have been ripped off of her. Yeah. Yeah. I, that made me think a lot. I was like, oh, man, I'm so glad I was not alive in a time where we had to wear these all the time. Exactly. Because really slows down the action. Yeah. They, yeah. And I get that they were, like, taking their time to – I. it felt like they were taking their time to enjoy the moment. Mm-hmm. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. That can be sex. That can be sexy. Like – Yeah. But – I wish they'd ripped it off. I wish I ripped it off. I have to say, it didn't. F- there was some. There was some passion lacking for me in this. Mm. Like I wanted there to be a little bit more. Like if this is the man that she desired, like I wanted it to be a little bit hotter, like steamier at the beginning. I felt like it wasn't really until like two minutes before they both climax that I was like, oh, now it's hot. Now yeah, it's you hot. Know? Yeah. Now they're connected. It didn't- also, if, yeah. there's a, if there's a spell, do you need a lot of foreplay? Probably not. Good point. And I did okay. Uh, this is a dramaturgical question. I didn't understand <laughs> if he was uh, a being that had just been like created for her desire, or was he a man that 
like a human man that got a spell put on him. Oh, I think he was. I agree that this is a dramaturgical <laughs> bit of a mess because uh-huh. it's like the man she desires. But then at the end, when we have this little bit. So just to like run through the whole plot, like they have sex on this like blanket on a pile of straw situation in the middle of the woods. And then it ends. And then we have this like cold ending it's not it's not yeah. what it is it's just like uh-huh. have like they have, have this like comedy bit close us out at the end uh we'll call it the bump where they're like she suddenly has a baby and she's like hey i know you're like not human but i just want to talk to you yeah and then he just like appears and uh-huh. she's like hey watch this kid i've got a witch conference in town to attend there's like literally the dialogue is like i've got this witch conference in town i need yeah. to attend yeah. if there's anything you can just send a raven okay all right bye yeah like Which she's is, like it's- i think it was like funny and cute to be like it's 1723 we're not in the middle ages anymore i need some parenting help but she it does, does say confuse that. me yeah. as to yeah. who and what owen gray is like yes. is he a man from town yeah. that she's like i bewitched you or is he just like a creature of the woods I think he's not human and is just available for sex in this case. Yeah, I think he's just like the Lord. Well, because she says, I'm raising your son, the Lord of the Woods. So I think he's like spirit of the woods. Okay. You know, and then he appears when she like calls to him. Um, That's my guess. And also because his outfit is psycho. And like if he's actually a human (laughs) being, he wouldn't be allowed to wear that. (laughs) I like that she brings up breastfeeding. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah, um, I okay, that baby, that fake baby, uh, <laughs> way too small to no yeah, longer way be too breastfeeding. Small to be done breastfeeding. <laughs> right. I agree. I was there like, were, this is clearly like, I mean, not to judge, some people have problems breastfeeding and they, they can't breastfeed, <laughs> but right? they, they established that it was a year later, right? Right, right. so the baby, right. Would be well, the baby would be three months. You're then. right, you're right. Yeah, the, yeah. If, and if the baby was done breastfeeding, where it could be, I mean, there's yeah. a big movement now of like the no judging when you stop breastfeeding, if you breastfeed at all, blah blah blah. I mean, it's definitely healthier, yeah. Sure. Some people cannot physically yes. do it. So mm-hmm. it's possible that after three months, she was like, you know what? I'm done. This yeah. is way too much of a sacrifice. And like, step up. Yeah. yeah. But it did look like a disturbingly tiny baby. I was concerned no. for the health of the baby yeah. being there that were, small. There were a unattended. lot of things about this porn that made me think of a college production of The Crucible. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> that fake baby was one of them. Absolutely. <laughs> this is a very bad fake baby. Yes. And also like his weird fur jacket that he was suddenly wearing mm-hmm. at the end. The worst yeah. fake baby in any movie I've ever seen was that Bradley Cooper movie, American Sniper. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, they apparently, like the baby that they were, that Clint Eastwood had found, like didn't show up or something happened and then the backup real baby didn't show up and he was like, forget, you know, we're shooting this scene no matter what. Give me the fake baby. So Sienna Miller, <laughs> holds this total fake baby that takes you so out of the scene and she's like trying to like shake the baby that's just like not moving and she's like a baby doll. And they didn't think to like swaddle it in such a way that it would sort of help I guess hide the fake baby? No, it was just as bad as this fake baby if not worse. I think that was the first time Clint Eastwood has ever been mentioned on this porn podcast. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully the last. Somehow. (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) Maybe not. not. When we get to Gelf, you know? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Okay, so was there anything about this porn in particular that we liked? I think Uh, Owen and Vex having sex is hot. Yeah. And I like, you know, it got into a sequence there. I was like, this is... This is cool. And yeah. I was like, I mean, there is like a, a lack of, like, we've watched them have sex so much. That's <laughs> true. That's true. We have. That I'm like, ah, oh, my old friends. Yeah. You know, like, oh, Vex is, is doing the thing that happens when she's having fun. You know, yeah. like, so it, it was like less sensational or like particularly surprising to me. Um, but like, they're both people who are, who are good at sex. And I think they had, like, by the time they'd sort of ramped up a good connection and like eye contact and like right. some fun, like furious fucking. Um, yeah. That's yeah. where I tuned in and was like, great. It looks like they were having a very good time. Yeah. And so I liked yeah. watching that. Yeah, for sure. It makes sense now that I know that they're friends that have been together. For a while. We're co-workers. Yeah. Yeah. Performers, for sure. Frequent (laughs) colleagues. Frequent collaborators. (laughs) Yeah. I have to say, I do love, particular with Owen, or just, like, any, like, male performer when they're vocal. Like, I love hearing anyone who can, like, moan. Uh And I liked his moans in this. 
Mm-hmm. I also liked, this is a little thing, I liked that she never took her shoes and socks off. Yeah, I was like, too. she needed to get down to it. Yeah. It was immediate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I liked the little boots. Mm-hmm. I like a good, like, outdoorsy sex scene mm-hmm. because that's kind of just not available in New York City. Exactly. If I yeah. ever want to have sex that's not a place indoors, there's definitely the chance of, like, creepers. Arrest. Yeah, yeah. and arrest. <laughs> and arrest. Cre- creepers or, or, or arrests. Mm-hmm. So so this, you know, it's just, it's kind of like nice to live vicariously through people that can have sex outdoors in a woods and like, oh, no, yeah. nobody's going to walk by. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I do like an outdoor session. Mm-hmm. An outdoor sex fuck. And I thought the straw and the blanket was like a a nice enough solution to the challenges of fucking outdoors. Right. I was thinking about that a little at the beginning when it like wasn't quite hot yet. Is I was like, they're getting used to getting poked in the ass by the occasional like mm. wisp of straw. Yeah. <laughs> but well, I'm like, stand up, lean up against a tree. Oh yeah, that yeah. Makes you know? sense. That would have been hotter for me, I think. Yeah. Just like, or just like on in the leaves, in the dirt. In the garden, up in the dirt. You know the song. I liked the premeditation of having the blanket. I was like, wow, oh, no. what a smart witch. But she also was carrying like a scythe. Did you see that? No. It was oh, like, I totally missed yeah. that. <laughs> that was weird. What's a scythe? It's like, like the thing that like the Grim Reaper carries. Oh. It's also a thing I think you cut hay with. Yes. Oh, yeah. So it was like she freshly cut the hay, <laughs> laid the hay down. She put a lot of thought into this. She did. She was ready. Yeah. She freshly cut hay, and then she (laughs) and the blanket, so there was some padding. Okay, all right. Just some really fun creative production design, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Just really making it count. So what do we think? Are either of these going into our spank banks? Are we masturbating to any of these? Snow White for me. (laughs) (laughs) You already did, girl. You're glowing. (laughs) And what can I say? I I weirdly was very into this, like, commitment of a tale. For me, I just couldn't get past the the German sounds that were coming out of their mouth. Oh, I didn't mind. By the German sounds, do you mean the German language? Yes, I'm sorry. But it was, like, specifically, well, yeah, the German language, but it was, like, hot, good. You know what I mean? Oh, this is good. I was, like, I can't. That's weird. Yeah, I was just missing the, like, effective use of genitalia towards achieving pleasure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> in Snow White. Hey, oh, it's yeah. not without Call me a stickler. Plot point <laughs> <But> problems. Yeah. <laughs> I have many problems with it, but still, I don't know. I, it the fact up. that I just kept watching and didn't stop after yeah, that tells you 12 something. minutes yeah. that you told me to watch says It's something. a good test, right. you know? You've bookmarked I it. I love... I love many of vintage porn. This one just was like too much happening and and too weird for me to like get into. And like I was not carried away by the sex acts enough to like really get into it. Mm. I would certainly chill off to a I put a pagan spell on you. Um, I don't know that it's like top of my spank bank just because I have other favorites by both of these performers that I would Mm -hmm. probably like default to. Uh, But there was definitely some like Jill worthy sex in it i would sure i concur yeah i agree yeah cool well you guys thank you so much for coming on the show thanks Thanks for having having us us. this was fun yeah and do you want to just plug again the the book that's coming out yeah and or Uh, your podcast oh yeah duh you can listen to my podcast it's also on the headgum network it's called this is why you're single it's a humor podcast about dating and yeah it's a fun anti-single shaming anti-slut shaming podcast we talk about all different issues and it's really fun and you can pre-order our book uh, anywhere books are sold again it's cinderella and the glass ceiling uh comes out on march 10th so order it before then Woo woo! yeah so exciting amazing thank you both this has been girls on porn you can find us on instagram at girls on pern on twitter at gop the podcast and at our website girls Thanks for listening. Love you guys. Bye. That was a headgum podcast.